Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. This podcast is designed to hold space for honest conversations. From purity culture to faith, sexuality, relationships, identity, culture, deconstruction, and more. My hope is to look doubt in the face, be curious, seek God, and ask meaningful questions to address any elephant in the room with openness, nuance, and grace. I won't pretend to be an expert and definitely don't have all the answers. And though it may feel easier and more comfortable to exist in the black and white, I invite you to discover God with me in the gray and unexpected spaces. So whoever you are, whatever you do or don't believe, you are welcome here and have a seat at this table. Make sure you're subscribed to the Refined Collective Podcast on iTunes. So each week when a new episode drops, it'll download straight to those devices. And while you're at it, if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star rating and written review. It would be so helpful to get our message out there. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and special shout out and thank you to Newsstand Studio at Rockefeller Center in New York City for producing this episode of the podcast. You can follow along with them on Twitter, at Rock Center NYC, or on Instagram, at Rockefeller Center. Also, I want to invite you to join me over on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash The Refined Collective. It's an incredible online community. And it's kind of like my most vulnerable place on the interwebs. The conversations that I'm not necessarily ready to have on a massive platform or on this podcast or on Instagram, I'm having there with an incredible community. So would love for you to join that conversation. That is patreon.com slash The Refined Collective. We are supported by Satya Jewelry. I am such a fan of dainty, delicate, and feminine jewelry. I also am a firm believer that the physical is always an invitation to the spiritual. This is why I'm so excited to be partnering with New York City female-founded jewelry company, Satya Jewelry. Satya means truth in Sanskrit. And Satya Jewelry has been creating inspiring, spiritual, and intentional jewelry since 2002. Satya Jewelry creates beautiful, spiritual pieces using sacred and meaningful symbols and semi-precious gemstones renowned for their healing properties. Cast in sterling silver and 18 gold plate, each Satya Jewelry design is created to bring joy, peace, and hope as a celebration of all backgrounds. I am currently wearing the Eternal Seeker Choker Necklace. It's so feminine. I love it so much. It's gold-plated with these beautiful Labradorite gems throughout. And the intention behind the gemstone is imagination, perseverance, and truth, which I know I could use some more of that in my life, y'all. In partnership with the Satya Foundation, Satya Jewelry has helped raise over $1 million in donations to help empower and support children worldwide through social and economic initiatives. To dive into the beautiful world of Satya Jewelry, visit www.satyajewelry.com and use promo code RC15 for 15% off your first order. That's www.satya jewelry.com with promo code RC15. All right, now on to today. 
We're talking all about how to get real results from online dating. And we're doing this, or I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. First, I just want to have some real talk with you. For me personally, I have felt really burned out this fall from online dating. I've also experienced some rejection and heartache in my love life this year. If you want to know more about that, that story is on Patreon because I do not want to share that with the whole world. But it's there if you want to hear about it. And so overall, I've just felt really discouraged. And I've felt like, oh my gosh, like I've put in my 10,000 hours. I've coached hundreds of single women all over the world how to date, how to get results, how to online date. Yet here I am still single. I've felt really sad about that personally and then professionally had this haunting internal feeling of, oh my gosh, am I a total fraud? Like, am I a fake? Does what I coach other people, does it actually work or does it just work for them and not for me? And now I share that with you because I just want you to know that it's okay to feel discouraged. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to feel sad. And I don't want you to think that I'm just this eternally optimistic human. Like I am a person just like you and I am on this journey with you. What I've currently been doing is giving myself the opportunity to practice what I preach to you as I found myself back in those discouraging moments. And and to be frank, some of those old narratives that I used to believe for so long, like, hello, I've been there, done that. Online dating doesn't work. But just because it hasn't worked for me yet, yet is the key word, doesn't mean that it doesn't work. And we'll get more into that in a few minutes. So for a lot of reasons, mainly because I need to be reminded of how powerful of a tool online dating is, I am really eager and excited about this podcast. And also sometimes you got to preach to yourself. So this episode, even if I'm the only one that listens to it, I am preaching myself, encouraging myself to get back out there. Also, I feel really excited to talk to you about online dating this week because I actually found an online dating app that I really believe in. And the number one question I get about online dating constantly is what app should I use? What app should I use? What app should I use? And I feel like I finally have an answer that I'm really excited about. And that app is called Upward. And here's why I personally have really been loving Upward. It's an incredible app if you're a person of faith and want to be with someone who is in alignment with your faith and values. It's also a catered community of faith-focused singles looking for real, meaningful relationships that actually lead to marriage. So it's not a hookup app, none of that stuff. Upward is also inclusive and affirming for all Christians, which really, really matters to me. Not a lot of apps, not a lot of faith-based apps are. And also questions on the app really allow you to go into a deep dive about who you are, why your faith matters, and what it is that you're really looking for. So if you are interested in downloading the Upward Dating app for free, by the way, you can click the link in today's show notes. I have a ton of resources in today's show notes for you. So go ahead, download Upward and join me on the journey. All right, so recap. It's okay to be discouraged. All right, real talk. Sometimes we get to be our own cheerleader. I am in this with you. The reality is online dating can and does work. And Upward is an incredible, inclusive, and affirming Christian dating app that you can download for free. All right, 
Let's get to the practical of how to get real results in online dating. Like that's what we're here to talk about today. And honestly, there's no better person to bring on than my dear friend, relationship coach, host of the Heart of Dating podcast, and author of Thank You for Rejecting Me. Yes, you have probably already guessed it. Kate Warman is back for the fifth freaking time. And if you want to check out all the other four episodes that she's been on, or the Refined Collective Podcast, you can check the show notes. All four of them are linked. So without further ado, longest intro ever. What up, Kate? Hey, girl. Oh my gosh. I love you. I'm happy to be back. I can't wait to talk about this because we have we have talked about online dating a lot together. And this is going to be a fun conversation because we not only talk about it like just in the past few years, but you and I talk about this personally all the time. So I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I mean, just this last week, I am voice memoing you updates to my dating life. <laughs> I'm yeah. updating you on, oh my gosh, I just got rejected. I just put myself out there. Oh my gosh, like, well, yes. how do I respond to this? And I think sometimes what I fear is, and that's why, why I made this really long intro, Kate, is because mm. I was like, man, I don't want people to think that I'm just coming here think, saying that I know everything. I walk this road perfectly all the time. I'm always positive about it because right. it can be hard. So I just, I wanted to open up with real talk about that. And yeah. as 2021 is wrapping up, I would just love to hear real talk. What has your experience been like with dating in the last year? Yeah, this year, actually, it's so funny because I think back to 2020 and you and I actually spent the close of 2020 together going into 2021 for New Year. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I remember like basically saying to God, you know what? I'm taking a break. I'm over this. I was broken up with in COVID in 2020. And then I tried dating some people after that. And it was just rough, man. <laughs> it was getting mm -hmm. rough. And so I went into 2021 being like, okay, I'm done with dating for now, like I'm taking a break. <laughs> and then a few weeks in, I started, like my heart started changing. And I was like, you know what? Maybe Kate, like you could just start dating and having less pressure on it. And so we did an episode earlier this year where I talked about, you know, dating multiple people at once. And so this year for me has been a really interesting experience because in the past, I've I'm a committer. Like I'm like, I meet someone, I'm interested. You know, like the people that go on dating apps where you like meet one person and you like hit it off with them and therefore you like delete the dating app forevermore after that. <laughs> and <laughs> totally. you don't, like they're not even your person yet. They're not even your boyfriend. You're just like, I like this person, I'm off the app. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and that was kind of what I used to do. I used to be like, this is promising. So I'm just gonna be like dating this person. But I decided to be open to just not committing as quickly and seeing mm. people through time because I've been in more toxic relationships in the past and had my heart broken quite a number of times. And we've talked mm. about that here. And honestly, I kind of loved it. I'm not going to lie. And I think you have to know yourself when you go into dating more than one person at a time. And certainly dating apps, you know, gives you the opportunity to do that because you can match with more than one person on Upward, you know, and talk to more than one person. Mm -hmm. But you got to know yourself. But I think it's a great opportunity to take the pressure off. So that's for me, wrapping up 2021, I have to say that I actually enjoyed, for the most part, my experience because 
I just really, really started taking the pressure off of dating and stopped committing the first time I liked a guy, you know, like immediately to him and just being more open, which allowed me like the opportunity on a dating app when it didn't go anywhere to be like, okay, that's all right. Like, I'm not taking this rejection as personally. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like everything's been happy sunshine, roses, flowers, (laughs) you know, all Mm -hmm. of that. But I was, for me, I'm like proud of myself for taking a little less, for taking pressure off of dating for 2021. Yeah. How do do you feel? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm super proud of you. You have done so much work and I, yeah, I mean, we were together on New Year's Eve last, like almost a year ago and we're both both like, what the heck, God? Like, what in the world? You were getting ready to launch your, you know, big famous conference. And I think something that you said that really stood out to me and that I definitely have felt this year as well is, I mean, Kate, you and I are coaches. What do yes. we constantly say? Dating is yeah. a curb, not a cliff. Yes. We're yes. constantly saying that. And even as you said, that your one of your goals this year was to really remove that pressure by trying to date casually for the first yeah. time in a long time. And yeah. I think, I remember when you were sharing that, I was like, what? It's not like we're in middle school doodling this guy's new last, this guy's last name with my first name. I'm not doing that anymore. But I also realized, Kate, that I was putting so much pressure. And what pressure looked like for me was on date one or even in the DMs, and yeah. online dating to say, hey, just so you know, I'm 36, I'm ready to have babies and I'm looking for a like committed relationship that leads to marriage right now. Like <laughs> I would show up just guns up. Yes. And I remember just, us having conversations totally. like a while ago where you told me you would show up like that. I was like, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> Which I think part of me did that because I felt so burned from all yes. the dating that I had done yep. and just was like, I don't want to waste any time. I want to be super clear. I do feel really clear of what I wanted. But I think in that clarity, I also had so much pressure and mm. I was dating a guy earlier in this year and I finally realized I am suffocating any connection that we could possibly have because from date one in my head, it was like, all right, well, I need to get married two weeks from yet or like a year from yesterday so that I can get on with my plan and have kids and do all these things. And so, yes, I hear you. And and I also think that's a huge reason why I do feel discouraged right now because of all the pressure that... Mm. I've put on dating. So I'm just with you on that so much. Um, And also you... You sent me a couple weeks ago because you and I are just constantly researching (laughs) about dating. You sent me this article and it was all about the biggest... The biggest day of online dating a year. And I want you to unpack, unpack that and tell us what it is. Yeah, this is incredible. I thought this was fascinating. I actually had never heard this before. But the biggest year, the biggest day of online dating for the whole year is the first Sunday after the new year. And they call it Dating Sunday. So it's the Sunday, the first Sunday of January is truly the busiest day of the year for online dating. And I was like, okay, why is this the busiest day? And well, one of the biggest reasons, obviously, is New Year's resolutions. You know, people are like, okay, I want to start this year fresh and new and let's get online. And like last year sucks, but it's new year, new me, you know, all that stuff. But then also mix that with like post-holiday blues and, you know, just coming out of 
cupping season, you know, and (laughs) Thanksgiving and Christmas and like all the cute holiday dates. And if you didn't have someone or if you got broken up with, you're like, okay, that kind of sucked. And let's, you know, get rid of all that, leave that in the last year and let's go into this new year getting excited for, you know, finding my person. And then of course, we all know February 14th, that dreaded day. Now I actually (laughs) love Valentine's Day now, but Because I'm like, I've just used it as a day for me. If I'm not with a guy, I'm like, that's fine, you know? But people are like, let's prepare for Valentine's Day. I want a date for Valentine's Day this year. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. let's like do this fresh start. So it's so interesting because apps on Dating Sunday expect around a 30% increase in new users just on that Sunday. So like people who've never been on the app, like will just download the app for the first time even on that Sunday. And this year, it's actually on January 2nd. So it's like right at the beginning of of January. January 2nd is dating Sunday. And they also see 15% increased user activity. So... It's just kind of crazy to think about it, but it also makes sense. And so, you know, we are a few weeks before that time frame. We are a few weeks before mm-hmm. Dating Sunday. And that's why I'm so excited that we're having this conversation, Kat, because, you know, like you said it actually recently to me, like, you know, you don't show up to a marathon without like mm-hmm. trying to run one race, right? Like you don't show up without practicing. I've mm-hmm. actually tried that once and it was terrible. <laughs> I'm totally. not going to lie. I died on that marathon, half marathon. I was like, what am I doing? I didn't train for this at all. Um, and so like, this is our time where we can prepare for dating Sunday. So whether you're listening and Maybe you've never been on a dating app or maybe you have tried and tried and tried and it like just hasn't been great for you and you feel discouraged. Maybe now is the time to like reframe your perspective, redo your mindset, get some new tips, which we're going to talk about today and start practicing and getting prepared for dating Sunday when like there's going to be about 30% of new people on dating apps on that Sunday alone. So I'm excited. I'm excited too because I feel like, okay, this is like Super Bowl Sunday here. Let's freaking have fun with it. And yes. and yeah, we don't we don't show up to Super Bowl Sunday without having a plan, without having trained. So yeah, it might be early December, but I'm ready to freaking train for this. Mm. And so let's revisit yeah. the stats, Kate. How many people meet in the church? Because I feel like that is a huge thing that... I like the huge pushback that I get from Christians. And then also for those of us, you know, it's no secret that I've been really processing and deconstructing so much of my faith. And so it's also felt harder to meet people in church. And like my faith really matters to me. I really love Jesus. That hasn't changed. I don't necessarily know where I fit in with the church, yet it feels like, how am I going to meet someone? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I love how you share about the stats. So hit, yeah. hit, us, with, hit us with the facts, girl. Well, you know, and the these stats are like even just a little bit old. We have to get 2021. So just keep that in mind. It's even less than what I'm about to say right now. But as of late, in the last few years, less than 2.6% of people meet from a place of worship, meaning like less than 3%, less than 2.6%. I would probably say it's even like 
closer to 2% right now of people meet in church right now. And so I'm not saying, you know, we're not saying you can't meet someone at church, but that's the reality. And that's not to discourage you and to say, oh, there's nobody out there, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just to say, okay, if that's the reality, then where are they meeting people? And the number one growing way that people are meeting online are on, is online today. Like that's where mm. people are meeting. And that's not just for, you know, for the Christian listeners. It's not just for like the people that want to go on Tinder and hook up or whatever. Like it's not for just people who are trying to hook up with people. Like people are going online to actually meet people and Christians are going online to actually meet people. And that's why, and we're going to talk about Upward here in a second. Upward is a specifically Christian dating app, which is awesome. So if you're like nervous about not meeting a Christian on a dating app, that's why Upward is literally the best, right? Because there are people of faith already on that app. And so it's not just for everybody else. Christians are meeting online. Over 35% of Christians are meeting online. In COVID, that number spiked to like over 80% of people started getting on dating apps during the pandemic because there was literally no other place to meet people. And so instead of just like going, oh God, I hate these statistics. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. Like, why do I have to get online? Instead of seeing it like that, maybe we could see it as, okay, this is working for people. And this is where if I want to meet a great guy, like if over 35% of people are meeting online, that means that it takes two to make a match, right? So that means there are great people on the on the apps that are actually meeting. Um, so I just like, we like to say that because there's so many Christians that are like, oh, online dating doesn't work or online dating isn't God's way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe that you, you didn't picture online dating for like your perfect story that you've created in your head. But the reality is like, that is where people are meeting today. And a lot of healthy people um, are in thriving marriages and those started from a dating app. So, Oh yeah. And I know what we're doing a podcast episode about online dating on your podcast this week as well. And we're, you and I are both sharing basically a ton of victory stories. And that could be a whole episode where we could just share like, oh my, my gosh, like this, these people, this super famous Christian pastor that I know met their husband on a Mm -hmm. dating app. And so part of that is sometimes we got to see that it's possible in order to believe that it's possible for us. It's called seeing is believing. And also when I see breakthrough in someone else's life for so long, I use that as ammunition to almost prove to myself that God had forgotten me. Look what God isn't doing for me. Like, why is God answering yeah. everyone else's prayer? Who Here I am in the desert. And I have felt really challenged to shift that mindset to actually look at that as evidence. Evidence yeah. of what's possible. We're, yeah. Our minds are always on the lookout for creating patterns and shortcuts. And so I could look at that same scenario, all this 35% spike, this 80% spike and say, well, I'm just the one that's forgotten. Or I could say, look what's possible. God can do it for them. God can do it for me. Like, let's get on. Let's get on with it and stay connected Mm. to hope. And so with all that being said, real talk, online dating isn't going anywhere and it can and does work. So let's get on to the practical. Let's talk about Mm. our profile because I think Kate, you and I both know that the average person spends less than 60 seconds on someone's profile. So you kind of have hardly any time to make an impression on someone. And so it's really getting clear on almost like not just putting your best foot forward, but putting your real feet forward to share who you really are so that you can attract the type of person that you're looking for. 
Yeah. So the first thing that we want to do is uncover the three things that will set your online dating profile apart. So Kate, yeah. let's have you jump in with tip number one. Yeah, I love this. And you guys, you got to think it as like think of it as like if you're going to go apply for a job, you're going to put your best foot out. You're going to make sure your resume is reviewed. You're going to make sure like <laughs> it represents you. It looks good. You know, because you really want to get the job. If your dating life is important to you, you have to care about what your profile looks like on an online dating app and what it's saying about you. So the first tip that we have about setting your online dating profile apart is clarity. Making sure that your profile really is showing what you are looking for. Are you looking for a casual relationship? Are you looking for a serious relationship? Are you looking for something in between? Whatever it is, you want to be clear about that on your profile. You want to make sure that this clearly shows who you are and what you are looking for. And we're going to get into who you are in a second. But it's so, so important to just be clear. Like, and a lot of dating apps, like you can actually put it in the text. I know on Upward, you can, there's, they leave room for you to have like a statement of faith and different things. And so it's really important to just, in that also say like what you're actually looking for when you like on the dating app. Are you looking for something casual? Just want to meet someone. You're just dipping your toes in the water. Are you actually looking to be in a serious relationship? This is not the time to like hide that information. Be honest Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. So I think in response to that, that whole clarity piece, kind of how I just shared with you a few minutes ago, Kate, I've been so clear with what I've wanted Mm. that I think that that clarity for me at some point in the last year turned into entitlement Mm, and me having a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Well, I want to date someone who's legit. Well, I'm ready for marriage. Well, I'm ready for kids. And you just need to know that. And so my question to you, because my question to you is how can we be clear online or in the DM without having a chip on our shoulder or without having that pressure? Yeah. I think I think it's it's coming in with open expectations, you know? I think that's the biggest way we can we can be clear about what we're looking for. It's like having a boundary, you know? It's like I don't I have a boundary and I'm going to be clear about it, but if that person doesn't want to meet that boundary, then okay, like then we're moving forward over this way because that but it's not going to take me down entirely if they try to cross my boundary. I'm like, "All right, fine. You didn't you didn't meet my boundary." So, in this case, it's just going in with an open expectation. Like the online dating is like a low stakes operation, right? And I think that's what we forget to to do when we go on a dating app. And that's kind of like alluding to what we said earlier, Kat, like taking the pressure off. This is a low stakes operation. And so you may not meet somebody right off the bat that's looking for the same thing that you're looking for. And that's okay. Own what you want in life, what you are going towards, what you feel passionately is on your heart to pursue at this moment in time. But don't take the rejection of somebody not being interested in the same thing as you are so personally. Don't make it like, well, gosh, all guys suck or gosh, nobody's serious on a dating app, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really going back into that mindset. If that is what you're immediately going to, we need to start with shifting that perspective to being just more open. Literally low stakes operation. 
so that when you do receive a rejection, it's not like so personal, you know? And and even with that, Kat, like I think when you're going in with the mission, like you were saying, like a chip on your shoulder, like the energy comes off that way, you know? Like kind of like like the person can feel it in in the DMs even. And especially if you meet in real life, they're going to feel like you're sizing them up and nobody wants to feel like they're being sized up. They want to feel like you're genuinely curious about them. Not like it's a checklist that you're trying to find all these things about them so that you can fit them into your perfect box, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that just transitions perfectly into point number two, how to set your profile, how to... Point number two that will set your online dating profile apart is so much of this is getting to know myself, getting to know who I am before I can figure out what I am looking for in a partner and a person. And, you know, scripture says it like this, love your neighbor as yourself. And Mm -hmm. we love to focus on the neighbor part, the external part, but the invitation doesn't even make sense if we don't take into consideration the entire thought. What the Mm -hmm. emphasis is, is love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. So do you know yourself? What matters to you? What values are top priority to you? Kate and I have talked in other episodes about really defining what are your non-negotiables versus preferences. A preference is more like, you know, height, weight, um, yeah. gosh, I don't even like job, work, wo- yeah. mm-hmm. location, whatever, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. Non-negotiables are more character-based, integrity-based, align, uh, goals and alignment-based, faith-based, all of those things. So before you go guns a-blazing online dating, who are you? What matters to you? Why is your faith important to you? How is it important to you? What does your faith look like in your day-to-day life? So many people will just go online and say something on their profile like, oh, my faith is really important to me. But what does that look like in your everyday life? Mm. Does that look like, man, I... I really want to love people well in my family or I'm super committed to volunteering over here. How does your faith manifest out in your day-to-day life? And something that I love about Upward is you can even say what denomination you are, which I think is really cool. And even as a person like myself that's trying to figure out so much of that stuff, there are so many places within the app where I can say, hey, here's how much my faith matters to me. Here's what it looks like to me right now. Here are the questions that I still have. And communicating that from moment number one. And then who are you? What lights you up? What are things that you love to do? Like for me, I like my dream date and Kate, you and I are probably so different on this. (laughs) My dream date is to be like without any makeup on and like go to a yoga class or like go to a hot cycle class where I'm sweating to death and then going out after and like having a green juice. Like I... That is like what I love. Like stuff like that lights me up. I love being physically active. And so on your profile, what do you love to do? And creative writing 101 is show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. So yes, you have this app that you are telling people what you love, but how can you show them in a photo that community really matters to you? How can you show them in a photo or in a question prompt that you love being outdoors. It can even be something like my my number one favorite thing to do on a date is to go to an escape room or to go on a workout or I don't know, 
rent a boat, who knows? But what do you love to do? Allow yourself to really get to know yourself first so that then you can show that in your profile. Um, Kate, do you have anything... Do you have anything to add to that? That's so good. And it's a perfect transition into the third thing we want to encourage you guys to do on your profile that will set you apart is to, when you're looking at your profile, when you're creating, when you're putting the images on there, when you're filling out the question prompts, think about how you can captivate curiosity. You know, you want something that stands out that somebody says, oh my gosh, that's really interesting. Or, oh, I want to respond to that. Or that's really funny. Um, Or I love that they asked this question. And so you want to think about something like online dating in some capacity is a numbers game, right? People are going to go through your profile and you want them, you want to put things on your profile that will make people pause and say, oh, that's interesting. I haven't seen a profile like this or I haven't seen that question before or that's really cool that they're interested in that. You want to captivate curiosity. So you want to think about it as you create it. What is something... Who? What would the person experience who is watching, looking at your profile right now? Like, what would they think about? What would it, you know, what would come up for them? Um, and Kat and I always say, like, hey, you want to make it fun and playful in some capacity as well. So one thing that could be a fun, and I love doing this. I know it's an old school game that we all play, but doing two truths and a lie, like putting on your profile, like, okay, hey, like, here's my statement of faith. Here are the things I believe in, but I want to be playful for a second. Here, let's play two truths and a lie and then put like, two, you know, the three things and have them start their message to you with guessing which one is a lie. I mean, I love two truths and a lie. I think it's so much fun. Same. Another thing you could do is just put your top few favorite books or top few favorite podcasts. I think that it's like shows that how you are learning and growing. And honestly, our favorite books say a lot about us or like mm-hmm. the current things we're reading or the current things we're listening to you too. So maybe put that on there. What are your top favorite books? Here are mine. Um, maybe do something else that's fun and, and, and light. That's the thing that we want is we, we don't want your profile to just feel so serious, right? We just mm-hmm. talked about like, you know, being clear, telling, like showing them who you are. But then at the same time, you also want to like be unique and also be like, take the light off of it, you know, like mm-hmm. be, be light, be fun um, and take the pressure off. And so it, that's the thing is that dating doesn't always have to be just like this, like a grueling process and here's my resume and here's everything about me. It can also be fun, like something that stands out about you. So make sure when you're stepping back to look at your profile, that there are things on there that somebody might just smile at. Like, oh, that's fun or that's that's interesting or this person has a great sense of humor or they're really intelligent or they asked a really good question. I want to just talk to them a little bit more. So you want them to be able to pause and you want to captivate curiosity. Kat, did I miss anything on that? No, that's that's so good. And I think even just a couple other light things that I have incorporated into my profile that I think are really funny is what are things that you find funny? For me... I love the TV show Friends. So I could do a prompt that's like, Ross and Rachel, were they on a break? Yes or no? Or I have been obsessed with Ted Lasso. So I could put um, my favorite Ted Lasso quote or, you know, you should not reach out to me if you don't like Chips and Queso, Ted Lasso, and at least one Beyonce song. Just (laughs) something that is obviously cheeky and light and fun. Or Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people either grew up watching Friends or Seinfeld. And so you could be like Friends versus Seinfeld. Which do you pick? P.S. This could be a deal breaker. And just start it off with lightness and fun because I think we put so much pressure on dating like you and I have both shared. And I think 
the church puts pressure on dating, culture puts pressure on dating. And I just keep telling myself, everyone just needs to calm down. Like everyone just needs to calm down. This is no big deal. It's like the Taylor Swift song. You need to calm down. Totally. <laughs> like seriously, everyone, we need to take a cue from Taylor Swift and calm down. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You're feeling like crap. You search and find one that looks good. And then you wait on hold to book an appointment. You rearrange your entire schedule. And when you finally go in, you find out, oh my gosh, this doctor doesn't even take my insurance. Oh my gosh. Just thinking about that stresses me out. But there's a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment either in person or via video chat. You never have to wait on hold again. So whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or any other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash cat and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy and accessible. Now is the time to prioritize your health. So go to ZocDoc.com slash cat. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash cat, K-A-T, and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc.com slash cat. On to the next portion of the profile. Again, average person stays on a dating profile for less than 60 seconds. So as much as we like to say getting to know someone is about the whole person, the first thing that we see is a person's picture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is a vi- it's an app. It's a visual experience. So we're showing versus telling in our copy, but we are actually showing them who we actually are and what we actually look like in these photos. And mm. that's not terrible. It Attraction matters. And, and showing who we are to other people is okay. But I know that there are so many missed opportunities, especially with that mm. opening shot. So Kate, oh why don't you share with us the top three photos that will up your profile game? Yes. Oh my gosh. And this is so important. We're also going to go into you guys, the three picks not to post, but one of the top picks to post, the first photo is some sort of, you know, if you guys have seen the shots for the people that are on the Bachelor Bachelorette, it's like the Bachelor Bachelorette photo. It's a smiling photo or you're laughing, your eyes are to the camera, it's engaging, it's like half your body at least so that they can see what your face actually looks like. Not like super, super, super close up, but like half your body, okay? Take a look at Google Bachelor Bachelorette photos from the show (laughs) so you can actually see what we're talking about here. But something smiling, laughing, engaging, eyes to the camera. So the person can actually see you. You can see so much through somebody's smile and through their eyes. And this is just really important. So that is your first shot, you guys. Like I see so many people choose photos and Kat will go into the three pics not to post. But for the first photo that I'm just like, why is that your first photo? I scrolled down and then these photos were so much better. Like why is this your first thing? Because if sometimes people, that's the one thing they're going to judge you on, right? And we we don't love that, but that really is like 
this is just the reality. Like you have to put your best foot forward, especially in that first photo. So bachelor, bachelorette photo, look it up, smiling, laughing, eyes to camera. Another photo we recommend you post is you know, a photo of the everyday you. Um, you, something that shows like what you look like on, on a daily basis. So in a casual outfit or something that really represents you. Um, on the flip side, if you, you can also choose a dressier photo of you, if that feels like more your natural state or something that you love to do is you love to dress up, you love to go to dinner, you love, you know, looking dressier. And that used to be me back in the day. I'm not going to lie, working in fashion, I would have put like the dressier photo of me. That would have been more of the everyday me when I lived in New York. Nowadays, not so much. I'm a little more casual, especially post-COVID. So the everyday me is going to be like a more casual pick, right? So think of something that really shows like, what do you look like on a daily basis? What kind of, what style do you have? What represents you? Um, You really want to think about like, okay, this is me in like my best, finest moment. This is what I look like. This is kind of my style. And you want that person to really grasp what you look like there. And then the last kind of photo we want to recommend is a photo showing and doing something that you love. Because again, your profile is like Kat saying, showing, don't tell. Show them what you're interested in. Do you love being out in nature? Do you love the ocean? Do you love working out? Do you love going to the beach? Do you live by the beach? Do you love reading? Do you love golfing? Do you love cooking? Like whatever it is, you want to show you doing something that you love. This is so important um, because you want that person to be like, oh, okay, this is this person doing something they love. So for example, for on my profile, if you guys don't know this about me, I'm obsessed with Disney. So most likely I will have something to do with me at Disney um, in for this photo, the something I love photo. It'll be probably a photo of me at Disney with my ears on, you know, and like laughing, smiling, and that's my fave, okay? So that person automatically knows, okay, this girl's a Disney person. They don't know the <laughs> scale of my Disney crazy, but at least they know this person's a Disney person. All right, they're getting something there. And if that person likes Disney, then that shows them, okay, wow, oh my gosh, she loves Disney. I'm going to reach out to her. So same thing, if you love golf and you're golfing and you show a picture of you golfing, like this guy who's going to see your profile is going to be like, oh my gosh, she loves golf. That's so cool. I'm going to reach out. You know, and so you want to do, really do something or put something on there showing doing something that you love. And it could also even be traveling. Maybe you're a world traveler, you love to travel and it's you in an awesome city. That also really works. Um, But those are the three photos. Bachelor, bachelorette photo for your first photo a photo showing the everyday you, or if the everyday you is a dressier you, um, you could show that. Um, And then show something, doing something that you really love. So Kat, oh, the last caveat here, you guys, this is very important. These photos need to be up to date. Now I know with COVID, maybe like if you're a world traveler, you didn't get your best world traveling photo like last year, but they need to be relatively up to date. This is so important because I'm not going to lie. A lot of feedback I get, especially from guys for girls profiles is that girls use very old photos of themselves that just do not look like them anymore. And Mm -hmm. we want to encourage you to just own who you are and how beautiful you are and what you look like today. It is so important. You want to really be honest about what you look like and who you are today. So don't use that photo from five years ago. Also don't use a photo that's like ultra, you know, edited and face tuned. We don't want to encourage that. Like use a photo that is authentically you that is taken in a recent amount of time. Um, (laughs) So Kat, what about the three pics not to post? Yeah. So this one might come as a surprise to some people, but 
avoid posting group photos. We know that you had the greatest time on your beach vacation or you were a bridesmaid or a groomsman in that wedding and you look really awesome in that photo. But remember, less than 60 seconds on your profile. People don't know who you are. They don't know what you look like. And I know, at least for me, if I'm having to play Where's Waldo on the dating app, then I'm going to probably swipe left. We want to know who you are. It's not weird or selfish or arrogant to post photos of just yourself. It actually helps clarify who you actually are so people aren't playing the where's, the where's Waldo game. The only time I would say, yeah, post a group photo would be for your very last photo after people have already been able to see five or six photos of you so that they're not playing the guessing game. But overall, I would just say altogether, just avoid the group shots. On top of that, avoid posting photos with an ex or a group photo where you're blocking out people's faces. I don't know why that's such a turnoff for me, oh Kate, gosh, but it just feels creepy. It. It's, it's so just, weird. It's like, I don't know. ew, I don't know. It, it is, it's weird. And also, this is just my perspective. I think it feels lazy. I'm like, you really couldn't yeah. pick any other photo where there's a photo that you didn't have to crop someone's face out or like block mm -hmm. them with a weird emoji or something like, or blur it. Like, really? Like, can you just like find a different photo? It just feels lazy to me. Yeah, I, I agree, girl. And the next shot that I would say to avoid is any sunglasses photos. Now, I'll, I'll real talk. I have one sunglass photo on my current profile, but it's I think it might be the last photo on my profile. So I've already mm. had all these other photos where it's like, you see my eyes, you see my face. I even have a photo where I'm at the beach and my hair is wet and I have no makeup on. So I'm not... There's like no surprises here. But I think what can happen with sunglasses photos is we don't know what you look like. We want to see your face. We want to see your eyes. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And yes, I love your new Ray-Bans. You probably look super hot in them. But it, it's, it almost makes me... It reminds me of those celebrities who go to interviews on TV with their sunglasses, you're like, what are you hiding? Are you high right now? Like, are you hungover? Like, just let us see your face. So let us see who you fully are. And then this one might, might be a little triggering to some people, but I would finally say to avoid selfies. And avoid car selfies. I don't know why. I think for... I see this with men and women. Do you as well, Kate? It's yes. Like, what is Everyone up with the car always selfies? has a car selfie. I'm like, I don't... Like, at least if you take a selfie, like, it should be a pretty background. Like, yeah. you're somewhere really pretty and, like, you can find anyone to take a photo for you. But, like, really? In your car? Like, I, I just don't understand it, girl. But <laughs> here's my beef with selfies. Even if you're in a pretty location is often women do what I call the bobblehead selfie, which is you put your phone way above your head because you think that's the most flattering angle. And so your head looks way bigger than the rest of your body. And so you look like a bobblehead. It's actually not flattering. Flattering. Ladies, taking a picture above your body is not flattering. And on the flip side, what guys can do is guys are wanting to show off their location. So they do like the mom, dad, FaceTime picture is what I call it, which is the phone, the phone is below them. Their head is like 
near the bottom of the frame and it's like all sky or concert, wherever they are. It's just not flattering. And so just, just don't do it. Have your friend take a picture. You might think, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of friends or that feels really vulnerable. Well, guess what? People that love you want to see you win. If this is important to you, they'll take a couple photos of you. And then in my additional TED talk about selfies, don't post gym selfies. Like, again, it's one of those things. It's one of those things, Kate, where I'm like, with the car selfie, if a guy posts gym selfies in the gym bathroom, it's an immediate turnoff. It just feels, I don't know, it feels creepy or... Like if the shirt's lifted up or something like that, it just it just feels kind of yucky to me. I, I mean, am I alone in that? No, girl, I feel you. I do not like it. Like the only gym selfie I'm okay with is if you're dating a guy and he just is like privately sending it to you. That's fine. Okay, whatever. But I don't not. I was at the gym recently and I saw this guy. He was just like getting it in front of the mirror. You know, he's like flexing. He's like all black. He's got the he's got his phone out, and I'm just like. Oh my gosh, seriously. And I probably am in the background of that photo, not going to lie. But I was like, I really hope he doesn't post that on his dating profile. That's literally what I thought in that moment. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, I think one of the things that bothers me about it is, I mean, I'm a big gym person. I love being physically active. And I feel like actively, like even right now I'm sweating thinking about it. I feel embarrassed when people are at the gym doing that do your workout. You don't need to be doing a thirst trap in the gym. Like that person was in the bathroom with a bunch of other people around them taking this weird photo or they're in the middle of doing their dumbbells and they stop to take a photo of themselves. It just, I think it feels arrogant and it it feels, yeah, I think it feels arrogant is what it comes Girl, down to. It's, it's the same thing of like, it's the, what I picture when I'm at the gym is the guys in front of the mirror with their bicep and they're like, oh, just looking yes. themselves in the eye, you know? And I'm like, no, like I am not into that at all. Like, yes, like for so us, no. When I see that pic, that's what I'm picturing. I'm like, I'm picturing right. you staring at yourself in the mirror at the gym, like doing your bicep curls. Like, yes, I am so strong. And it's just like, it's such a turn off. It makes me laugh. I think it's funny. I I mean, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, they might as well be like kissing their biceps. I'm like, you don't, don't do that. <laughs> exactly, so exactly. Uh, ladies, whatever your version of that is, which I think is the car selfie, let's just avoid the selfies. So three picks not to post, group shots, sunglasses, and the selfies. All right. We have covered so much in this episode, but we want to leave you with like a bonus a bonus track, okay? Three ways to avoid online dating fatigue because online dating fatigue is freaking real. And we want you to be ready to show up over the holidays well and gear up for Dating Sunday. That is coming up. So this is just going to be... We're going to do three ways to avoid online dating fatigue in less than three minutes. All right. The number one thing you need, you just need three months of your time. I want three months of your time. And Kate... What are people going to do in those three months? Three months. The first thing that they're going to do is, you guys, we want to encourage you, first thing, to download Upward, okay? We want to encourage you that you are going to do this online dating challenge with the app Upward, which is what we've been talking about today. And in those three months, we want you to be consistent with getting on the app and giving it a shot, okay? You know, so the... So in your first week, you're going to go on the app 
for six days a week, right? Six days a week. Yes, you could have one day off, but we want to get you on the app consistently. Now, to if you guys are listening, you're like, oh my gosh, that feels like a lot of time. <laughs> then guess what? You're only going to go on for 15 minutes a day. So six days a week, 15 minutes a day, which is very easy. Like that is really easy to do. We're not telling you to get on and swipe, 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 swipe for an hour to two hours every single day. This means 15 minutes a day, even with the conversations that you're having. So six days a week, 15 minutes a day. Kat, what else are they going to aim for in this time? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, we can do anything for 15 minutes a day. I mean, we're on our phones like eight hours a day right now. Thank you to the Apple (laughs) Weekly Report. Oh my gosh. I hate that. Every week, I'm like, oh gosh. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting in trouble. (laughs) I know. Um, So within the three months, six days a week, 15 minutes a day, your goal is three dates in three months. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're not... The goal isn't, I want to be engaged at the end of this. I want to be in a serious relationship. Your goal is just to get back out there, get in person three different times and view this as a time to practice flirting, practice putting yourself out there, practice getting more comfortable being in social settings again after quarantine. This is practice, practice, practice. Be open to the unexpected. And then after those three months, if you need a break, take a month off, take six weeks off and really like delete the apps off of your phone for that time period so that when you come back, for another three months, you're ready. You're ready to go. You're not burned down. You're not burned out. Like there's a reason Mm. we need breaks. We need rest when we are training for something. Our muscles are built up in that rest period. So give yourself time and space to rest in between those three months. So Mm. that's what we have for you today. Like, let's see some real results. Any final nuggets, Kate Warman? Yeah, I just think, you know, you guys, as you go into this, we are so excited to see the results from this. And make sure you guys also tune in on Heart of Dating if you haven't already, because our podcasts go live the same week. We're talking also how to not swipe into an oblivion. Like, who should you swipe to? How do you discern if this is somebody you should keep talking to? And so we want to really encourage you with these different steps. Like, how do you set your profile up for success? And then how do you actually swipe on somebody? And how do you know that they're a keeper? So I encourage you to go listen to that episode. But really important, and we touched on at the beginning is to be aware of your mindset. As you're doing this online dating challenge, you're going to meet people that aren't going to be a good fit for you. That's going to be part of it. You're going to, you may have some days where you're swiping for 15 minutes and you just don't really match with anyone. And I want to encourage you to come back to why you're doing this. You're doing this to extend your dating prospects and to like extend your net into a, a means of meeting people that you would never typically meet. Online dating is a low stakes operation that gives you the opportunity to meet so many different people that you would probably never meet just in your small church community where less than 2.6% of people meet these days. So I'm actually so grateful for online dating, even though there are going to most likely be people that you're not going to match with, or you're going to be excited about something and it doesn't go anywhere. Just prepare yourself mentally for that and know why you're doing this. Come back to why you're doing this because I want to be in a relationship. I want to try something new. 
online dating works and I really want to give it my all. And every time those negative thoughts keep creeping into your brain, come back to why you're doing this. Come back to the main mission here and make sure you keep doing the boundaries, right? 15 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be hours upon hours every single day. Um, Kat and I just are believing for your online dating experience, specifically with Upward, to be transformed, you guys. And we understand, we get it, we know how disappointing it can be at times, but we also know that you can have a good experience if you keep reframing your perspective and you keep fighting for the things that are important to you. So that's all I got to say to close it out. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Kate, love you, girl. So grateful to be doing life with you and moving through our love lives together as well. So me too, girl. We'll chat soon. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I don't know if I've ever said that on a podcast, but you know, Matthew McConaughey is on my heart today. So I wanted to say that. Also, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I mean, gosh, end of 2021, so many thoughts, so many feelings, so many things going on in my brain right now. But I hope you will join me with this online dating challenge. And just I hope you feel reinvigorated to put yourself back out there, give your online dating profile a little facelift, and let's let's freaking do this together. All right, we only have a couple more weeks left of 2021, which kind of freaks me out, but I am excited because we only have a few weeks left of 2021, which means just a few more episodes of the Refined Collective podcast this year. I think we have two more episodes left. So I'm really excited for my end of the year yearly roundup that I do on the podcast. So be looking forward to that. And then we're going to take about a month off just to regroup, rest, be with family over the holidays and get ready for 2022 because it's just around the corner and it's going to happen. All right. Bye for now and talk to you next week.